everybody and welcome to the EC Method. I am one of your coaches, Chloe Maidley. And I am your other coach, Emma Story Gordon. Our goal at the EC Method is to encourage, educate and empower you to get the results that you've always wanted. Listen to our weekly podcasts, go to our website, theecmethod.co.uk or simply follow us on Instagram to get more information. I was so drunk night, and you know when like you wake up the next day and you're like wow I was like really drunk last night and I don't really remember that much and then you're like oh my god please tell me I didn't put anything on social media and I never have I've never done that I've met like but it's still something I live in fear that one day I'll do and you didn't no I never do if typically if I'm pissed like I'm not on my phone really I'm like with <laughs> with people doing things but yeah um, I always because yeah, I was just like because I was on my phone last night that's why because it was my birthday obviously so I was getting back to people and saying thank you and I was like "Uh uh-oh because then you know then you get sucked into the social media portal and then before you know it you're pissed it's not even a load of shit I've never done it I could definitely see it happening one day though I can see it happening (laughs) I've had my friends ask me before if I'm drunk on social media because of the crap that I'm talking about I'm like no it's just me (laughs) um I yesterday one of my mates messaged me and was like I've just got my lips done and it's really, really bad. And then I remembered, like, you said something about your lips before, right? So I Googled you and lips. And it comes up with, what is it, the Daily Mail or, like, the Mirror or something. And it and it's, like, a quote from you, which is obviously probably taken out of context to an extent. But it's like... Well, it's never not, ever. Um, what does it say? Her biggest regret. The biggest, regret, the biggest regret in your whole life was getting your lips done. It was about about my wedding because I got them done before my wedding, and then in all the photos, I just yeah, and I just didn't look like me. And I was like, oh, I really fat. Plus, I can't pull it off. I've got no shade about get about doing it because I've got like quite a wide, flat mouth, so mine just immediately go ducky. Because I think if you've got like a cute little pout, it can look incredible. But I don't have that. See the photos of you here, though, you don't look bad at all. Well, I think you look great. See. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. Right. So let's get two questions. Um. We've got um, one here. Why is protein more satiating? Why is protein more satiating? Um. Well, I mean, it's it's partly connected to its thermic effects. Um. How long it takes your body to break it down and digest it um yeah that's right there is a theory and I don't hold much weight to this theory but there's a theory that because protein is essential your body will keep eating or like keep craving food until you reach a certain protein threshold right so you're eating like either low a low protein diet or just food that you'd have to eat a lot of calories to get the amount of protein required to kind of meet these essential needs then you'll end up overeating massively so there is this like theory of obesity that like the reason that people are overweight or at least one of the reasons that people are overweight is that they're not eating enough protein and your body's driven to consume enough that 
then you would hit this protein threshold. The other um, probably more realistic reason that protein is satiating especially is because, as Chloe said, it takes longer to digest, which means it gets lower in your digestive system, which means that the signals from there to your brain are stronger to turn off hunger, basically. Yeah, that's really interesting. And it, it, it kind of all ties into most of the of the research, especially on like metabolic syndrome, show that if protein and fiber are equal, then it doesn't matter if you have da 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 da. And pretty much every data point you can think of shows that, which would tie in really nicely with the initial theory that your body is trying to get a certain amount of a certain nutrient in before it's satiated. I find that really interesting. Am I freezing your end? A little bit, but I can still hear you. So I think it's fine. Fine. Let me turn this. Um, um, okay, anything else? Can turn. Just to say, I've spent so much. Oh, I have so much ESG smashing out pull-ups every day like a boss. Forever my pull-up inspo. My body hurts practicing one. <laughs> um, and then Kim, any particular stretches for hip pain in pregnancy? It's more of an ache. Not sure if it's sciatic. Um, squats seem to provide a bit of relief, thankfully. Uh, girdle pain, pelvic pain, it can get worse. I would go to your team and tell them and get them to, I, I'm not qualified to help talk you through that. That's not my remit. Um, something you need to flag with your, with, your, with your midwives or whoever, your doctor, whatever, whoever you're seeing um, and, and flag it with them. And um, they will likely have some much better um, advice to you than I will. But I, I will say that typically it's like whatever you can do. Um, yeah. So if, if you find that you're doing something that's helping, great. Most people who get into like the real deep throes of girdle pain have to go on bed rest because they can't even walk. So definitely flag it now because there might be some preventative things you can do. Wow. Yeah. Okay, uh, morning ladies. Chloe, in your book, you say it's recommended to eat carbs post-workout. Why is this? Well, carbohydrates around training, pre and or post, are a good idea. Um, but if we talk about, um, well, first, first of all, muscle glycogen depletion. So when you train or you have like, I don't know, a big hit session or whatever, uh, your body will deplete its muscle glycogen stores. Um, so it's always a nice nutrient to get in. Um, and second of all, there's just, it, it's just a nice thing to do re um, getting pr protein to the muscle quickly. It, that's more theoretical, but I like it. Um, but it's not essential. It's having carbs around workout is not essential unless you are really like a performance athlete of some kind. If you're going in the gym and you're like, I'm gonna, I'm a power lifter and I want to hit a PB today. We're going in the gym and you're like, oh, I'm a marathon runner and I want to run an extra. I want to try and knock a minute off my mile today. You know, that's when it's probably a really good idea, but not everybody has to do it. It's not essential. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's also a time that you'll metabolize carbs slightly better as well because you'll be more insulin sensitive. So it's That's quite what I about protein consumption with it. Pardon? Sorry, I have to get water. I'm parched, I'm parched and hungover. Um, parched and hungover. Yeah, that's what I mean about the protein consumption with it. It's a nice time to get a bit of a double whammy and re-nutritional, re-nutritionally. 
yeah it's it's kind of like protein like you have to get it in at that time specifically but is it quite a good time to get it in and might there be a slight benefit yes yeah okay we're up to date on the live okay hand smell it bacon <laughs> is that a okay filter? yeah environmental babe oh nice um okay sorry someone's at the door it's just a little bit hectic today Bodie was sick on the floor so <laughs> oh, no. uh, right sorry Bodie was sick on the floor so we, had, we had to go down to reception on our way to breakfast and just bye, bye. bye thank you <laughs> okay so okay I had to come out and be like our baby's been sick all over the floor. Someone needs to come clean the room now because the air conditioning's not working in here. Oh, <laughs> we were like, it's like, it's like a time sensitive matter. Okay, yeah. right. Becky Garrity, morning, Emmy Sarah Gordon and Chloe Haskell. Happy Friday. Question for today's live. Is it true that wider stance movements like squats, et cetera, work more glutes compared to a narrow stance i am a natural pancake so i would ideally like to tailor the movements to be more glute focused in fat loss so not looking to grow but would be nice retargeting the area um uh, no overall is a general rule of lifting no um for some people yes they can they can feel it more in their gluteus medius um, if they do a wider stance, but actually more what you're looking for, retargeting glutes over quads in, in pretty much all uh, lower body exercises is more of a hip hinge. Um, so less of kind of if you do knee over toe. Okay. Think of the muscle um, extending. Think of the muscle at its e most um, elongated point. Now, if you think of doing a squat with your knees going over your toes, that's your quad muscle stretching and elongating. Okay, this is when we call the e an eccentric part of the load. Okay. Um, now, if you think of a squat and you think of a hip hinge back so that your basically your butt is really coming out, right? So you think of your glutes stretching out, elongating. This is the eccentric part of the lift. That's um, how basically to explain why biomechanically you can work more glutes with the same movement um, than quads in the same movement with a different um, stance, with a different approach. So you want to really think about every time you're doing any lower body, when it comes to um, glutes, hip hinging, really pushing it out. And if you can, and this is not easy for many people, but if you can always give it a nice kind of one to two second pause when the muscle is at its most stretched, elongated, eccentric, um, before you then um, before you then go back to standing concentric. Um, yeah. Okay, good. Um, Laura, Kate, what are your thoughts on biohacking? Did we answer this before, right? I still want to know, like, the, the definition of biohacking. We've done biohacking three or four times. I think three years ago, I was like, Emma, can you please explain this to me? And Emma, I was like, I don't understand what people are talking about when they say that they're biohacking. And Emma had to sit and explain the whole thing to me. Um, I think what they're trying to say is that they're like somehow smarter than most people and they're hacking their own biology and it's normally people that are also into crypto and joe rogan and 
podcasting and stuff <laughs> um I think there's some like some things work a little bit I mean you could claim almost anything is biohacking like oh Huberman's quite into all this stuff of like oh wake up and you need like exactly 32 minutes of sunlight and then you need to have an electrolyte drink and then don't drink caffeine until exactly 52 minutes after you've woken up and then have this and then like it's all very specific and probably most of the reason it works is a bit of a placebo and because you're bought into the quite like soft science behind it um, and I say soft science some of it is quite like I would say like hard science but maybe been taken out of context a little bit and interestingly I was speaking to my mum about this in a slightly different context um, yesterday so she works on neural development and I was asking her about a book that I'm reading at the moment which is about reducing processed foods and about the, there was an interesting part on it about how your neurons develop and even like before a child is born like even during pregnancy the amount of fats that a woman is eating can impact like the way that their brain is connected and the way that these things form now it's like how like how true is that and she was just like well you could never like there's no way of knowing like you could never do that experiment so you can kind of see it from like an observational standpoint maybe and she was like and you can claim that yeah some of the important structures like fat is required to build those but I think then people take it way out of context you'd like no it's hard science you need fat to build your nervous system right true yeah. fat. but do you need to be eating more omega-3s because of that that's a massive jump right and yeah. this is what you see a lot of people doing biohacking of like oh it's true that vitamin d is important thus it's also true that you need to sun your balls or some shit that they say that you need to do. Like there's often like this huge leap between like the science that they say and then like the application that they're given. Another classic one is like insulin stops fat breakdown. Correct. Yes, yeah. So does that mean we should avoid insulin? No, that's a complete misunderstanding of how, how the body works and how science, well, of that science, of that fact, basically. Um, so usually with biohacking, I'd just be very aware of that and that people can sound very smart talking about like AMPK pathways and this is going to happen and blah, 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 blah. But actually when you extrapolate that out, like there's a big jump between what's happening on a cellular level and like the full body processing and how like this specific thing would actually implement any changes at all. Those are my thoughts. I just absolutely loved that answer. I thoroughly enjoyed every point and word that came out of your mouth. Brilliant. <laughs> Laura's just said, sun your balls. Don't think I'll hear a better quote today. There is that though. You say you should, yeah. I mean, obviously not for yeah, women. It is, yeah, it's so funny, isn't it? How people, and also like we we're kind of talking about in the last five, people really love having something to say now. You know, they love, they love making I don't know points very loudly that don't necessarily need to be made and this is just another kind of another development in that arena mm. okay Kanchan I listened to a podcast recently well known and the guest won't name her was talking about biohacking and taking tropics uh, why is this being promoted surely this is unregulated and unsustained claims um the tropics more specifically I don't know exactly what 
aren't nootropics just like anything you know like you can kind of call it put anything under that banner like oh it's something to help you like I mean like caffeine like oh it's nootropics like it's helping you think better or faster or yeah Um, yeah I I I think it's a very broad term so I'm not yeah but I don't know what exactly she was claiming about what exact compound um Laura fasting on MCT oil coffee seems to be everywhere oh I thought that was years ago is it coming back no, it's still very much a thing. Especially if you're like new, if you're fresh, a fresh face in a health and fitness game, you it's this stuff, it's like you go through a cycle, like it's never goes anywhere. Um, Naomi, what's Calchal? <laughs> and what yeah. do people mean when they say calories in the bank? So Calchal um is was it's Jen that started it, right? Jen Kinia, Kinia, yeah. Um, it's basically just an accountability post every day that Jen runs, which is excellent because it keeps you on top of things. What are you doing? Just thought it might like making a nice hat, but <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a little mushroom hat. Um, and then when people say calories in the bank, I'm assuming what they mean is like, oh, I know I'm going out on the weekend. So I've purposely put some calories in the bank, i.e. stayed under my calories today so that I've got an extra one or 200 calories to spend on the weekend. Yep. Okay, Christine, morning both. Can you explain why we have a minimum fat target? I'm hitting all the targets, but never manage 40 grams of fat, usually about 30 to 35, but occasionally can be as low as 28. Should I really push for 40 grams if I'm hitting calories and protein? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's important re hormonal health regulation inflammation in the body organ function it's important on a many different levels but particularly for women and I would say less than 30 especially is just way too low and we've talked about this before you know we talk about people going on kind of like extreme diets you know even if they're physique athletes or whatever like it's one thing when you drop your calories really low for a period of time you can kind of you can come back from that quite quickly um you know, and same with being extremely low body fat, you can come back from that quite quickly. If you've been really restricting your fat intake for a long period of time, that can take quite, that can have quite an impact on your body and it can take quite a long time to fix. Um, so we really want want you guys to watch it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say, look, as long as you, I uh, anything above 30, 35 in an ideal world, hitting that 40 grams mark, we're happy with. Yeah, agree. Okay, good. Right, we're up to date on the live. Okay. Um, Christine Stephen, I should probably know this. What's the difference between maintenance and body recomposition? You've spoken about it before uh, and also about stretching, but I'm not sure that I understand the difference between static and dynamic stretches. I'm sorry, this is really dumb. What should we be doing? Uh, so re-stretching, static stretching is stretching where, um, and holding holding a stretch, holding a pose, which we don't recommend you do. And dynamic stretching is um, all stretching with movement. So fluidity, maybe little bounces, um, kind of small movements throughout the stretch. Um, and that is what we do recommend that you do before a workout. I'm not particularly fussed about cool cooling down like and I would probably just rather you guys did like a little five 
10 minute walk on the on the treadmill um maintenance is, is where you where you put your body in a state of um maintaining what what the the composition that you that you like um so that would mean you know you've let's just say you've gotten you've lost the weight that you you came here to to lose and you've gained a little bit of muscle mass so you're feeling quite toned but you're done now so what we would do is we would um up your calories because you don't need fat loss anymore um and potentially potentially um reduce volume or just kind of uh encourage you to to not work super hard for progressive overload because you were happy with your muscle mass and you didn't want to gain much more. Um, and that would be an approach of maintenance. Body recomposition is the getting you to that phase. Body recomposition is I would like to lose some body fat and gain some muscle mass over time. Um, I would say much more than like having a specific fat loss or muscle building goal. This is quite a long term goal and probably the best goal of all. You just have to have the patience to, to do it um, because it's going to take a while. Um, and it would look uh, a lot more like a, it would honestly, like if for me and my clients who, and Katie's one of them, um, who's also in Ibiza right now. Katie's one of them who come to me and they're like, actually, I don't really want to go into like a targeted fat loss phase or a targeted. I just want to improve my body composition over time. Um, there are kind of real check-ins en route because as we always talk about maintenance is always changing how much you're moving, um, how much, you know, if you, if you go on holiday or if you're, I don't know, if you randomly decide that you want to do an Ironman, how much you're training, all of these things can change. So there's a lot more back and forth of calories and expenditure and what, what to do with the client to get them there. Whereas maintenance is pretty straightforward. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, is the 45 degree leg press an equivalent to a squat in any way? I hate back squats. Emma. Uh, I mean, it's similar. It's going to work similar muscles, but like it's definitely not a swap. So if you just hate back squats because you're just not good at them, get better at them, practice them. If it's because it's causing you pain or there's like a legitimate reason, then yeah maybe swap to leg press like I don't squat because I can't I just can't the next day is never a good time for me um but that's because I've had back surgery whereas and actually this comes up quite a lot whenever I program renegade rows people are like can I just change them for something else and I'm like do you have like an injury <laughs> and they're like no they're just really hard okay cool well then practice them depends why you're you're trying to avoid them Okay. Abby Buckley. Hi, ladies. A question about the old, no, a question about the old activity on the scales. Yeah. Is it common for them to take a wild swing downwards as well as up? A bit of background about three or four weeks ago, towards the end of the last round, the scales dropped around three LBs almost overnight and stayed there for a week. I had one night out, which involved two or three glasses of wine, perhaps around 2,200 calories in total. And by the following morning, the scales have gone up four LBs. They are well and truly stuck, well, well and truly stuck there for, the, for a while. And I've only just managed to lose 1.5 of these pounds two weeks later. My current weight now feels about where it should be based on my losses over the last few rounds. I just wondered if you had any explanations for the odd trend downwards. Thank you. So this is what we call in our industry the whoosh effect, which is just such a woo-woo non-thing. But 
um yes it is and this happens to me every time I'm in a fat loss phase I'll see nothing 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 lots of fluctuations and then bang I see a drop and it stays off and there's loads of theories as to why that happens um some of them including um fat cells um and water and it's yeah there's uh, none of none of them have any basis whatsoever but it is quite simply just the rate at which or kind of yeah like a, a rate at which some people some bodies sometimes lose lose weight um now that wasn't a wild swing down you lost that weight and that's great you then went out and i think i think potentially you maybe ate slightly more than the 2200 calories which is would probably have been a slight surplus view anyway but just reading this you said you had one big night out the, the, yeah and you came up and cat and then the scales went up now part of that will have been um just the night out going out eating out food volume um salty foods blah 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 inflammation blah 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 um, and some of that potentially, if it's two weeks later and only you've only lost a pound and a half of it, some of that will have been a, maybe a bit of body fat regain, potentially. Um, but it looks to me like you lost the weight. And then, yeah, I mean, I would be interesting to, interested to hear a little bit more about this night out. <laughs> yeah, I think so. One thing I do want to make clear, and Chloe touched on this, but I think it's good to kind of elaborate on it when we're like oh if you gained three pounds overnight that's not three pounds of fat gain overnight like unless you went absolutely wild right like there's so much involved in that it's probably water retention it's probably food volume there's tons of things right very unlikely I would like air on like almost impossible to put on that much fat in such a short period of time yeah now sometimes people hear that and then they're like oh, well, I lost three pounds overnight, but it's definitely not fat. So, you know, like, I'll just ignore it. And like, you always beat yourself up about the weight going up, but you never celebrate the weight coming down when actually what's happened is you certainly haven't lost three pounds of fat overnight. But what's shown is potentially the fat loss over the last month is now showing on the scales. And there are loads of reasons that happens. As Chloe said, that sometimes like there's some theory that, all of your fat cells fill up with water and then suddenly like whoosh they all like like I don't know <laughs> whoosh away the water I don't think that's probably what's happening but what is most likely happening especially with women and we do tend to see this effect more in women than in men is that for some reason like you're retaining a bit more water for the vast majority of the month and then often like the week of, sometimes a week after, but actually for different women, it can be at different points and it's not really that simple. Um, you lose a lot of water and then that kind of shows all of the hard work, refat loss that you've been putting in for the last like three or four weeks. So it's not that you've lost that overnight. I mean, you have lost the weight overnight, but that's been like the fruition of weeks of fat loss. Yeah. Yeah, and just back to the point, because again, we don't want to contradict ourselves, you know, and I know that it, this is this is quite tricky and nuanced. Um, like we say, gaining all that, gaining that huge spike will not have all been body fat, but could that have seen, could that have pulled you out of a, that night, could that have pulled you out of your deficit over a week or two? Yeah, it could have. And could that have seen you gain a little bit of body fat back? Yes, but also, if we are going to talk about I mean that you say that it's been two weeks I mean 
it's possible that in your next drop you're going to see even like an even lower weight on the scales than you saw on the last drop and that could be a week away so ultimately really as long as you're ticking the boxes and doing what needs to be done don't worry about your rate of loss it will come yeah this is why we focus on process goals as in okay cool have you hit your calories have you done your steps did you get your workouts in great that's a successful week because the scales won't always show that especially not like week on week yeah um okay anything on the live um yes Gemma morning ladies give me a kick up the ass please maintenance is so so hard Chloe when are we uh Chloe when can we have some sessions I need something to focus on scared of gaining all the weight back and ruining my hard work oh babe don't be silly you're why don't you do me a little check-in on the page and then we'll have a little chat yeah, about where you're at you've posted on the page this morning I think um okay fine all right I'll have but a look I'll have a look out for it maintenance is hard this the hardest part but also don't catastrophize this so basically if I remember correctly from this morning on the post she's basically like I've I've started eating a little bit more and then like treats have creeped in here and there and now I feel like I'm slightly like you know put on a little bit should I go back into fat loss and like you really don't want to see it like this big yo-yo -yo of like I'm at maintenance I'm in fat loss I'm doing this I'm bulking I'm cutting I'm like it's once you're at the point where Gemma is and you're ready for maintenance it's little tweaks here and there right like it's basically how we live our lives like if we're like oh I want to lean up a little bit cool we'll tweak things for a couple of weeks but it's not like Bam, I'm in this huge fat loss phase again and then that does end up being a bit of a yo-yo cycle of like losing all the weight and then as soon as you come on to maintenance actually not maintaining you end up putting on the weight again and then you go back into fat loss again and a lot of this is to do with your mindset so instead of thinking I'm going back into fat loss just think I just need to tweak things a little bit to make sure that I'm back in line with where I want to be and then continue on that process so I don't think you're doing anything wrong you're just figuring out how to maintain and you've not gone miles off right you're, you're just course correcting you're like oh okay oh I've, I've been eating a little bit more I've put on a little bit I'll just tweak things for a couple of weeks I imagine like genuinely a week back doing what you should be doing re-hitting your targets for maintenance and you'll feel completely different I completely agree with everything Emma said. It's course correcting, and that's normal. And you'll, that'll never stop. As we say, it's about learning how to navigate this, like for the rest of your life, and not pendulum swinging back and forth. And like, I'm not as lean now as I was the last time I was in Ibiza, but I'm not far off. And like, you know, and I don't particularly care. And if I wanted to do, it, I couldn't. I don't really want to. I don't care. But I'm also not in any way, shape, or form thinking. Like when I'm out here, the goal is just to throw myself into the fuck it bucket and it really like live for food and alcohol all day, every day. Well, I know inevitably I'll gain two or three pounds, which I don't really want to gain. So again, I'm course correcting as I go. And this is what you'll do for the rest of your life. And it's, I don't want anyone to hear that and be like, oh my God, I don't want to be thinking about this. But actually, it's a really healthy way to think about it. And it gets really, really easy. And you're like, oh, you know, oh, you know, I kind of want to get a bit leaner because I'm going away in a couple of weeks and, and you kind of, you know what to do and then if you're like oh well I gained that kind of one pound of body fat back after my holiday who cares like and this is what it's just going to look like for the rest of your lives and it is a really it's 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 
it's daunting when you've never been in that headspace before and you don't understand it because you haven't done it before. Once you're in it, oh my God, is it easy and pleasant and enjoyable and full to the brim of, of respect for your body and your life simultaneously. And we want it for all of you. I was thinking about this yesterday in relation to the four stages of competence. Have you heard about this? Yeah, I have. James, you talked to me about this before. <clears throat> so you've got like, unconscious incompetence right so that might be someone who's like I genuinely don't know how to lose fat and then you have conscious incompetence which is where most people get stuck right like I understand energy balance I know what I should be doing but I'm not actually doing it then you have conscious competence right which I would say is where Gemma is where it's like I know what to do I am doing it I am getting results I am there but it's still taking you know like quite a lot of work to do that and I'm still figuring out little bits of it and then you have what Chloe just spoke about which is when it becomes a bit easier where it's like unconscious competence right or like mastery where the point where it becomes like I'm not going to say effortless because it's never going to be effortless but you don't have to think about it half as much and if you're at a point at the moment like before that and you hear Chloe being like well yeah then you need to do this and then you need to do that you might be thinking oh God, I'll always have to think about this and I'll always have to make such a big effort. But the more you do it, the easier it gets, right? Like saying I absolutely love is, it takes a hell of a lot of work to make something look effortless, right? So when you see someone, I don't know, like sprinting really fast or like smashing out loads of pull-ups or something, you're like, oh, wow, that looks so easy for them. Yeah, because they put a ton of effort in to make it look easy. And the same is true with how you'll approach diet. Like I would say, maintenance and where we want you all to get to is that unconscious competence of like yeah I know what to do I make these tweaks I don't need to overthink it I know like this week I'm having a bit of a reset week myself because I'm like ah I can see that all my gym sessions have started to get really short like I like a short gym session but it's now become like ridiculously short I'm like right I you know I need to actually do some kind of training and then I'm like okay well until not I haven't reached the point of I'm not going to the gym I'm just like, okay, well, I can notice that I'm swaying slightly off track as to where I want to be. So I'm going to rein it in for a week and make sure that I do allocate this amount of time to get to the gym. That's kind of what like long-term maintenance will look like. Yeah, exactly. I love that. And it is, it's so true. It, like I say, it sounds on inexperienced and that's not rude at all I mean like you said you haven't been there yet you haven't got there yet is it sounds probably really yeah really overwhelming but as Emma said yeah once you're in it and once once you master it great word it just is it just is it's not hard anymore but it took us both years and years and years to get here like this is not without effort are you people like why is it so easy for you it's I fucking slogged through like the whole thing, like the dieting on ridiculous calories, getting absolutely shredded, going on holiday, gaining all that body fat back inside a week or two, pace being so uncomfortable in my own skin, had no food neutrality, had at that point as well. Like, don't forget, once you, once you, because Emma and I both got into physique modeling for a period of time, your view of what, it, when you're in shape is, is completely unrealistic to maintain all the time and having to learn that and get your head around that and accept that like 
it's not easy. It took a load. It is not easy now, but it took so much effort to get there. Um, and, you know, I get it all the time, every day on Instagram. How do you go on holiday? How do you go out drinking with your friends and stay in shape? And I'm like, years and years and years of f- falling flat on my face getting it wrong and figuring it out um and hopefully but as emma said she's course correcting now hopefully you still have to be like oh i hope i hope i don't fall back into that pattern and that's another thing you just have to be conscious of and be like i said respect your body and your life at the same time but it is this is this is the crux of the ec method this is what we want for all of you Yes. Okay. Claire. Hello, ladies. Just thank you. Loved seeing how EC made my holiday less stressful. I didn't eat the whole pan au chocolat. I just enjoyed what I wanted. Um, This was a big deal for me. First live after being back from holiday last week, really enjoyed myself and managed to only put on one pound. But today it's back off. Wow. Back to tracking and steps. Looking forward to getting back into the workouts this weekend absolutely nailed your holiday and that's exactly what we were just talking about really it's like this is what we want for everybody go away enjoy yourself but don't think that then you need to go absolutely crazy while you're away and what most people find is they enjoy themselves more because they're not doing that yeah um yeah if you find a picture of emma from her american football days she will attest that maintaining that physique is tough yeah that's why you don't maintain it well, yeah, it's where you don't. And again, it takes, you have to get to that point to realize it or yeah, hopefully have coaches who are honest about it. They say, like, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a journey guys. Um, okay. Michelle. <laughs> Michelle, accountant Corn Morris. Is, is that a oh. mythical accountant? <laughs> Uh, Michelle Accountacorn Morris. Uh, hi, I had a hysterectomy in September 2022 and hernia surgery in May 2023. I used to train three times a week with a personal trainer, including one joint session with my mum on Thursdays. I'm going to continue on with the sessions for the quality time with my mum and looking after her health, but I'm not returning to the other sessions due to cost. I'm planning to train at home instead. Thursdays with my mum are enjoyable and light. It's more about endorphins than really intense workouts. How should I plan the rest of my training around this? Thanks in advance. I would do um, ideally two push, uh, one push and one pull per week. And ideally aim to do another one as well as a third session, as well as the sessions you have with your mum. But I think that's really cute. Mm. I think that's sweet. I wish I could do that with my mom. She would be like, absolutely not. You are not getting me, not getting me in the gym with a personal trainer at any point. Um, okay, Laura Kate. Hello, can you discuss oh, biohacking? We did that. Hi, please. Can you talk through the mechanics of lunges? I really struggle with them and I'm never really sure which muscles they are hitting. So in terms of the mind to muscle connection, it's just not clicking. I will persevere. Thank you. I really love the new gym legs workout, Emma. Oh, it's nice. Um, so exactly. So uh, lunges work predominantly your quads and or your glutes. Much like they are kind of like um, a unilateral squat. So how we were talking in the beginning of this live about the elongation of the muscle um, and the muscle which is most elongated is the muscle that's working more. But you are going to be working both your quads and your glutes when you do a lunge. 
So again, when you come down into the lunge, if your knee goes over your toe and you just imagine that for me, um, you'll see you'll see that in order for that to happen, you would have to be sat more upright um, and your quad muscle would be more stretched. Uh, and again, if you did it more as a hip hinge movement, and this is why reverse lunges are really good if you'd rather target glutes. If you did it more as a hip hinge movement, sitting back down into it and you elongate and you stretch out that glute, it's going to hit more glutes. So it's both. But really lunges will work pretty much your entire leg. Um, and again, um, what you want to do is you want to go down into the movement. I like my clients to do them completely unweighted for a while at first so that they do get this mind to muscle connection. A lot of clients really struggle with lunges, especially female clients in terms of both form and balance. So I like them to do them unweighted at first. Um, really feel the muscle stretching as you go down into a very controlled lunge. And then as you push up again, you're pushing the ground away from you. Um, really um, use mind to muscle um, again to kind of think about the muscle that you want, want it to target, but you really will feel that targeting the whole of your lower body and lunges are hard, they're technical. Sorry, I was going to say, the only thing I would add there is do it slower than what you think. I always yes. rushing lunges, especially walking lunges. Um, so yeah, really slow the movement down. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I actually think I did a post about that like a couple of weeks ago on my page. And even watching the video back, it's not as slow in real life as it was in my head when I was doing it. But it is so important. It's one of those movements you really and I, I, there are so many like this. Like step ups are another one, um, another really technical kind of force. And I that you are generating yourself. And I, and I like clients to do those unweighted and really get to grips with them first. Um, so yeah, it's definitely, if, if you're not quite there yet, put the weight down and stop and think. Um, anything on the live? Um, no. Okay. Charlene Moss. I'm only just now waking up. <laughs> for like 10 minutes left. Thank you. This is why I love you both. And the EC method isn't just for fat loss. Um, no, it specifically isn't. Like we want this to be the last diet you do, which means that actually the EC method is about fat loss maintenance. Um, I'll be sticking around for months, definitely need the support during this stage with, uh, more than what I did for fat loss. Everybody does. And I think this is the point that we miss. Like, I don't think anyone on the EC method has never lost fat before. Thus, that isn't your problem. You think you're coming for fat loss, but really what you're coming for is losing fat and then maintaining it. Like that's the hard part. That's the problem. Everybody's lost fat before, but most people haven't been able to maintain it. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, just my Wi-Fi just dropped out, so I'm having to reconnect it. Um, okay, now we are on. Okay, here we go. Hi. I've been feeling really exhausted since adding in two easy method workouts to my beloved weekly exercise routine, which includes three slow one hour-ish runs and two tennis games. So she's doing three run hour long runs, two tennis games and two EC now as well. I mentioned the, uh, this to my serious runner friend and she said my description of exhaustion sounded like a glycogen deficiency. Have you heard of this? Is it possible for me now that I'm only having one rest day a week? I imagine not, but I'm bone tired by mid-morning, which is not the norm for me. 
I'm an early bird who's usually tired by 8 or 9 p.m., but I've never had daytime fatigue other than postpartum. Emma, you start that. Oh, sorry, I was replying to things. Now I... <laughs> what was the question about daytime fatigue? Her, her serious runner friend thinks that she's got glycogen deficiency because by oh, mid-morning... Yeah. yeah, she doesn't have glycogen deficiency. But I mean, even if she did, that wouldn't like that really wouldn't have like a fatiguing effect might have a fatiguing effect on your muscle to do more running but it wouldn't make you feel generally fatigued (laughs) oh why have they gone all blurry oh I don't know what's going on now uh do you know why I'm laughing remember that time oh why am I so blurry I'm still laughing about that time that you wiped your hand. <laughs> I am so I'm such like a snotty person. It's really bad, especially on holiday with the air conditioning. And Bodhi has it too. That's why she vomited everything all over the floor this morning because she got all congested in the air conditioning, which isn't even working properly. So I mean, whatever. Anyway, um, first of all, problems, guys. Remember when I was really upset that. The- the gym in the Maldives didn't have any air conditioning. <laughs> so many first world oh. problems. Can I complain about anything while we're filming for the show? I'm like, Chloe, stop. This is not going <laughs> to land well. Sat in Ibiza like, oh, it's just so hard. James is another DJ gig. <laughs> Which is the whole reason why I'm in Ibiza. And I'm like, everyone can Oh, at least I'm self-aware. Okay. Anything um, else? I'm get to the end of that question. So she's, was it just the whole um, glycogen fatigue that she was worried? Oh, glycogen. She says she's feeling really fatigued. Look, um, I would like to have a little look at your diet because if you are training that much, much how we talked about having carbohydrates pre and post workout, if you are serious about your workouts in any way, shape or form, um, I would like to have a little look at your diet, if I'm going to be honest, um, both in terms of your calories and uh, your nutrition. And yes, wait, I'm sorry. Wasn't this her friend? Her serious runner friend said that she has glycogen oh, depletion. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Really right. okay. Um, so I would, I would like to look at all this um, data again, calories and total steps as well, but calories and specifically carbohydrates. Um, and we can we we can mitigate any kind of um, energy depletion from that side of things. Um, it sounds to me like you're doing a lot of activity, three three hour long runs a week, and two to say two two time sessions and two EC. But I mean, I I would ask, you know, do you need to do three runs? Can you can you bring that down to two? Um, and just start with that question and just put it out there. Um, and I'd also like to talk to you about sleep um yeah 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 I mean we need to deal with the fatigue problem it's probably just not caused by lack of glycogen um okay uh okay Liz hi question about body spatial awareness my osteopath has told me to work on my body to brain connection following some nerve damage to my shoulder and a number of falls slash tumbles in recent months she suggested Pilates for starters, but do you know what else might be good for this? I really think Pilates or yoga is probably going to be your best bet. 
agree. Um, okay, Laura, just joining the live from a train with patchy signal. Could you give me a kick up? Oh, could you give me a, a virtual kick? Week one was great. Back to the gym for the first time in ages. But on Monday in the gym, I aggravated my back doing deadlifts. Haven't done any other training this week and now have a weekend away with family. I'm not feeling in a great place. Why do you need to kick up the bum? Because you got injured and then you couldn't train and now you're having a weekend away. This That's life. You need to kick up the bum and accepting that this is life and you're doing a great job. Yeah. Be nice to yourself. Agree. And focus on what you can do, not what you can't. Like, give yourself a bit of a break. Obviously, your back needs it. And um, try and still get your steps in, mitigate the pain and move as much as possible. And you can still nail your diet. Question out there. And can people feel free to either comment on the live or have a, have a poll? James and I had an argument, right, when we went to France. And we're still having this argument now. Like, it nearly ruined my birthday dinner. Where, so I was in a different room, right? I was in a different room to James before we left for France. And James shouted to me, I've put all the bags in the car, okay? Yeah. When we got to the airport and we were checking the bags in, my bag wasn't there, which I'm sure you can imagine when we're at the airport and like, we have to go. I was fantastic. My bag wasn't there. Now, James says that this is my fault because I didn't check to see that the bag, my bag was in the car. And also because my bag was in a different room downstairs to where his and Bodhi's bag was downstairs. So when he, so when he said all the bags are in the car, I should have then taken it upon myself to go and check that all the bags are in the car. My argument is that when you say to someone, all the bags are in the car, get in the car and you go to the airport. Who's wrong here? Because this is like, I honestly, like, we're going to get divorced over this. This argument is not ending. Who is wrong? Is it me or is it him? Because in my head, when someone says, all the bags are in the car, all the bags are in the car. So Kim says, absolute murder. No, he, no, he is not. He's an incompetent child. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. I agree and with I you. Love I love the, I love, like, I love the aggression with which you said this because I'm starting to get very, very angry. You are not wrong. I think I would agree with that as well. All the bags are in the car means all the bags are in the car. Not like, sorry, my bag is in the car. You say, it goes to me. This is the sentence that came out of his mouth. He went, don't you dare try and blame this on me. It's your bag. It's not my responsibility. I was like, it is when you say all the bags are in the car. And I could see it immediately. I was like, oh, this is going to be a fight that doesn't end. Like, this is going to carry on. This is a while ago. Like, this is not ending. Um, okay. Gemma, if all the bags are in the car, then all the bags are in the car, every single bag. Kanchan, he shouldn't have made such a bold claim, but many useless, so you should still check. <laughs> I know. Um, I agree with you, but would have checked as I wouldn't trust it. I mean, Chloe, you have been with James how long? Like, you should have checked. I know. I know. He's completely incompetent. Unless it makes him money, he just does not see things through at all. Hazel, definitely his fault, but I never trust my husband to do what he said. 
um Cheryl's such a man thing if you checked the car he would have been like you don't even trust me to put your bags in the car a hundred percent never has a truer sentence been said yes Jennifer you're technically right however knowing what men and my husband are like I would absolutely have checked um Liz you're not wrong to trust him to be sensible and logical but I'd have checked as I definitely wouldn't trust my husband to know what all the bags are but if only three bags it's not difficult for him to know if he's missed one I said said, did you not because she goes how many bags are you checking today I said three he said two I look at him he looks at me we look down at the thing and I was like there's three people there's Bodie's bag my bag and your bag and you put two in the car Hey, yes, Chloe, why would you have to double check? He's a grown man. <laughs> what would happen if you said those words and his bag was missing? Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, that would not be. And I'd cry. I'd be like, I'm so sorry. I would like really be upset if I had done that. And I would like, yeah, I would have been like groveling. No, he just doubles down. He doubles down on everything. And I'm scared I'm turning into him. I'm like, I don't want to be that person that doubles down on everything. And I can feel myself doing it with things now. And I'm like, no, babe. (laughs) It is interesting. Like you can, I thought this was more like a female thing, but you can really turn any argument around. Like he's absolutely in the wrong there. But given that he's like been so strong about the fact that he's not, like it's almost yeah you can just completely turn it and then last night so they were at my birthday dinner obviously we're both like a bit drunk it's a really stressful day traveling with a baby I don't recommend anyone on their birthday travels with a baby just putting it out there but and then and then he was like I was like oh you were dark and it was like a boat in the distance I was like well look at that yacht in the distance he's like it's not a yacht it's a boat and I was like no it's a yacht it's got two two tiers of lights lit on it right and I was like that's that's a yacht and he was like you don't know what you're fucking talking about and I was like all right and then we had a fight about a boat this is what happens when you spend the day traveling with a baby and then drink too much wine it was so bad he sounds exactly like my dad as in like the amount of arguments we've had I told my dad that I saw a seal like in like near where I live in like this like harbor area and he was like well, you can't have because the seals can't get in there because it's like, like there's no connection to the river. And I'm like, okay, but I definitely saw a seal in there. There there was a seal in there, right? Like I'm not saying I know how it got in or the connection to the, (laughs) but like there's a seal. And then he was like, okay, well, there wasn't. And I'm like, okay, then. Then I said the seal and he was like, oh, okay. But then I remember my mom saying something about like how they'd changed something at work. And he was like, so adamant that they hadn't it's like how could you possibly know that like you don't like it's an argument about nothing and also it's my mum's work like how could you but on things and I'm like why do you pick up on such tiny little aspects and no that's not a yacht it's a boat oh okay no but then but the aggression with which then it's like oh now we have to have an argument I was like, and this morning I was like, you know, we just didn't really need to have an argument over a boat. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He was like, it was your fault. I was like, no, <laughs> my God, I swear to God. <laughs> anyway, that's all we have today. 
<laughs> um, okay, we've got a couple of questions. Let's just rattle through them. Laura, slightly in danger of falling in the bucket as I have done in the last few days. Thank you for the reassurance and gentle reminder, resteps and diet. When I feel better, should I steer clear of deadlifts or just start with a lower rate and higher reps? Um, I would steer clear of them for a little while and then start with the the very low weight. Um, Kan Chan, me and my best friend had this chat yesterday about roles in relationship. They're pathetic and the weaker sex. Do you know what I did to Mare the other day? It was like a meme and someone had said, um, I don't know why women get the blame for being really emotional. It's actually men that are far more hot-headed and like irrational. 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. All my female friends are the calm, rational ones in their marriages. And the ones who are going fucking psycho off the wall are the boys. And I don't know if it's the type of guy in our group of friends. They're all like rugby, rugby. boys. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that, like, I'm like, you're in, they tell me some of the arguments they've had. Basically, they've been on the receiving end of somebody having their, an argument on their own. And I'm like, this is awful. Like, why do they think that they, like, basic human respect is just, like, gone out the window. I'm like, it's just not, it's always the men, in my, in my experience. It's definitely, like, there's more anger issues, for sure. Um, okay, Helen, just eating some mango that goes out of date today, taking my inspiration from you, Emma. You're welcome. I hope that's juicy as hell. Liz, my <laughs> husband agrees that James is in the wrong. There you go. Thank you. It's his husband. Um, thank you, Mr. Liz. Hannah, I once left my coat by the front door with everything else and my partner still didn't pick it up to put it in the car. Safe to say, when it started raining on our walk in the Dales, I wore his coat. Yeah. Uh, Kate. Oh, sorry, Katie. I'm struggling to weigh myself, maybe worried in case they haven't gone down. How can I magically step on the scale? Then don't. If you really don't want to weigh yourself, don't. Who cares? It's not It's not that yeah. we're looking for. We're looking for, in your case, maybe if you're weighing yourself, fat loss, right? You don't need to weigh yourself. You'll see it. And if you focus on the process goals, like you'll feel better, your clothes will fit better. You'll see that the process is working. I was just laughing at your sneeze. It was quite delayed. Um, okay, Tamsin. Quick reminder that the scales are fickle. Had three days in Berlin drinking cocktails, put on 1.8 kilograms apparently, then weighed myself on Tuesday. And today I am the same as before I went away. Go figure. Yes, amen. Thank you. Literally everything we say all the time, like it, it's not it's not a change in body composition. It's probably all this, the German sausage that you had. <laughs> the best kind of sausage I actually wouldn't know no, me neither anyway it's not an okay. area yeah. that was great okay right yeah love you guys I'll be getting on tags today bye